0: This episode is brought to you by my signature program, Play Cafe Academy, and my group coaching program, Playmaker Society. If you want to learn more about how you can become a member in either program, head to the show notes or episode description wherever you are listening. Not only do my programs give you the complete blueprint to get from daydream to opening day in your play-based business, it will also teach you how to operate profitably and live the life that you truly dreamed of when you decided to launch this business. So head to the show notes and I look forward to welcoming you inside of my programs. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you wanna operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right, playmakers, so as an indoor playground owner, I always found that one of the trickiest things to really get a good grip on was selling things like events, classes, and camps. When we already have so many offers that we're dedicating time and effort towards marketing like open play and birthday parties and memberships, fitting one-off events or classes or camps can feel a bit daunting, and it honestly took me years to really figure it out. But once I did, I was able to really hone in on what my customers wanted and needed, and the momentum really picked up. As soon as one class series or camp or event was over, people who were thrilled with their experience quickly saved their spot for the next one. Or they take pictures and share their positive experience on social media or tell their friends about it, leading to more and more bookings for us. But the hardest part was getting that momentum started, getting that ball rolling and getting a few events or classes booked out so that you can even have the opportunity to surprise and delight your customers and lead to that snowball effect of sales. So in today's episode, I wanted to give you one quick tip about crafting your class event, and camp offerings, especially if you are just one of several businesses in your area competing for wallet and timeshare of families in your area. So sometimes as business owners, especially as I said, local business owners who may be facing direct competition in our immediate area, it can be really tempting to stalk what our competitors are doing and want to emulate that success. Because if they're doing it, it must be working, right? This was my mindset for quite a long time. Or even more often than that, I would think, well, they already have a Halloween event or they already did a frozen event. That means I can't do one. Or there are free Halloween or Easter events in my area. So Why would I bother creating a ticketed event that I'll ask people to pay for? Who would pay for something when they can get it elsewhere for free? However, once I learned to instead lean into my business's strengths and draw inspiration, but not directly copy from what others in my area were doing, I started to see that snowball effect start. And like I said, just get those first couple events and classes really booked up, which leads to referrals and rebookings. So let me give you some examples. Let's take a look at Halloween events since I already kind of used that example in the beginning. I saw that so many community centers and playgrounds already had longstanding, really popular events in my area that were very well attended, but I noticed that they were mainly geared for or geared towards children preschool age and up. The activities, the setups, the environment all catered to children that were four years of age and older. So I didn't just create a copy of their event, nor did I give up and decide the local market was already too saturated because those events were so popular. When everyone else in my area was going left, instead, I went right all the events are catered to older children, that leaves a huge gap in the market, which just so happens to be one that my business was designed to fill, creating a space for babies and toddlers to get in on all the fun. So I pivoted and I made my Halloween events specific towards babies and toddlers. We did one baby boo bash and several with a wider age range, but all specifically designed for children under four. And I was crystal clear about that in my marketing materials and my messaging. We didn't necessarily put a hard limit on the age, but we were very clear, like I said, that all activities would be geared towards that age group. And we never really had an issue. I found that families with older children or siblings who were older would look at our events and decide on another local option, which is exactly what I wanted. I wanted my marketing messaging to be so specific that people could very clearly and easily and quickly decide whether our event was a good fit for their family or not. And most importantly, I had found my niche, not just with OpenPlay, but with events and classes specifically. And once I found this gap in the market, I asked myself, What does this age group specifically want that the other local events can't necessarily provide? So for example, unlike a lot of outdoor Easter events or outdoor Halloween events or events at community centers that are in a really large area, we instead had an indoor contained location that was not weather dependent and was much more contained so that parents of multiple children or parents with younger children could really keep an eye on them in a much easier way. We also sold limited tickets so people didn't have to worry about crowds or waiting in lines or a very high sensory environment for people whose children had sensory processing issues. We also made really cool and unique photo opportunities that those bigger events just couldn't provide. So we would do balloon backdrops or uh, photography backdrops, or hire a local photographer to make really cool photo opportunities that they didn't have to wait in line for because we capped the attendance at a really reasonable number, and we were also able to provide age-appropriate snacks and crafts and play equipment. And once this worked, and we sold all Halloween events out after making this pivot. I started to do the same thing for all our events, like our Easter egg hunts, our holiday events, as well as all our classes. Prior to this pivot, I thought our small size would always hold us back from doing these types of things. However, once I learned that it actually differentiated me from all the other competing events, we really started to shine. And it became so simple to sell out our events. And like I said, that momentum picked up and we got rebookings we got referrals and it just got so much easier and we also used our other assets available to us in our business to further add value to our events value that we knew parents of young children specifically would appreciate like coffee and espresso for purchase tons of comfortable seating for adults again in that small contained area Time slots that were in the morning or not too late in the evening because of naps and early bedtimes, a more low-key environment where crawling children wouldn't have to worry about getting trampled by eight and nine-year-olds. And yes, I did find that because we catered these events specifically towards this age group and this desired experience, people were willing to not only pay for these events despite free options being available, they were were willing to pay a premium price for them. I've done many other episodes on designing and marketing events, so I'll link to a few of them in the show notes. Like, for example, hiring a professional photographer or doing a work trade barter with a photographer who is also a mom that already utilizes your play space that could benefit maybe from an unlimited membership to really capture special moments for a family, which, again, were especially popular during Santa or other character events or during Halloween when all the kiddos were dressed up that professional photography really added so much extra value for families of young children. And stay tuned for a bunch of episodes coming your way this fall about holiday events specifically. So my advice as you start to plan your end-of-year event calendar is to take a look at what has been popular in your area in the past and ask yourself how you can go right when everyone else may already be going left how you can create space in your market, even if it's a competitive one, how you can uniquely serve your target customers, how you can stand out instead of just becoming white noise to local parents. And again, this is true of camps, events, classes, all that. So if you've just been going with the flow and emulating what everybody else is doing, maybe it's time to diverge a bit. And that is your play of the day to try something different with your events. If you have not gotten to the place of booked out events consistently yet, this business is all about trial and error and bringing your new ideas to market and seeing what sticks. And you'll never know if you don't try. And honestly, even if you do have other facilities that offer events for your target age group, even if there's not a true and complete gap in the market, there are plenty of spaces for everyone to have successful events. For our Halloween events, all we had to do was sell 20 to 25 tickets, and I'm talking about 20 to 25 children. So realistically, there were a lot more people in the building than 25 because they would typically bring parents, but all we needed to do was have 20 to 25 children booked for each event. So if we did six, that's really not that many local families that you have to reach and who's marketing message needs to resonate with. There is plenty of room for everybody, like I said, to have a lot of successful events. You just have to lean into your business's strengths and really figure out what your specific ideal customer needs and wants from an event. All right, Playmakers, I will see you right back here tomorrow with another tip. Have a great day.